0: Hello and welcome to those Vicar so, Blokes. So, hello, welcome. <laughs> those vicar blokes. we are going to put that on the merch, I think. Um, hello and welcome to those Vicar Blokes. I'm Howell, the nerdy Vicar.
1: I am Dave Coaches.
0: So, and Dave, you're on holidays this week, you know. So, you, yeah. Yeah. So, we so pre recorded this. It, it yeah. We recorded
1: two in the same day. So, where are you meant going? to be back to back, but it didn't quite work out like that. Did you it? have we to had do to an assembly. Break. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you you you're down in Spain then or something? I'm in Spain, yeah. Benidorm, isn't it? So it's Somewhere Saturday Chav? Saturday to
1: Saturday. Now we're going to Benidorm. Chav. No, 40-odd miles from Benidorm, if not more. Is it on the beach or Benidorm. something? Yeah, 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 nice.
0: Is it going to be off the
1: road? It should be about 18, 19
0: degrees. Ah, so it's not quite so shorts like so this
1: sort of... Well, I've taken a pair of shorts. Just in case. Of course, so. I'm really tight, so actually I've only got...
0: <laughs> You've the, got like one pair of the, shorts, have you? The cheapest
1: luggage <laughs> option on the... On the plane, so said um, one one small, small, small case. <laughs> you've um,
0: you've deliberately taken, like,
1: short... Well, i booked just... a place that's got a washing machine, so I... Oh,
0: really? I, I
1: take, like, a couple of days' worth of clothes and then just make sure they keep getting washed.
0: You're so tight, that's just terrible. How long are you going for? A week.
1: Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, so I've got a week away.
0: So is it self-keep doing or something? Is
1: yeah, it? yeah, i booked, uh, an apartment on booking.com. All right, um, got heart car hire that works out at about seven quid a day. Hey, that's good. Yes, yeah, but bar- if you book it at the right time, you get a good deal. Hey, so um, and then I'll get the, uh, I'll park my car in Begbrook and get the airport bus. Because it, did you know this? The consumer information for you. Yeah, all right If yeah. you buy your ticket for the airport flyer bus, yeah, then you can you also get the bus to and from town as well. Do you? yeah, as far t- but only from the Bristol Inner Zone. So I've got to drive to the Bristol Inner Zone. It ain't far. Yeah, but you know it doesn't count. So where are you parking? Then you, you park. So your dad's. So i now. I'll park in Bedbrook and then get the M1 because we don't come back till quite late on the Saturday. And the M1 runs regularly from town up to Begbrook, so I'll get...
0: So are you just parking it on the street
1: or something? Yeah, just park it on the street. I might even lock the doors for a change.
0: All right, fair enough. Because I don't
1: very often lock either of my cars. I just leave them unlocked.
0: Just in case they get nicked, like, you know, claim uh, on the insurance. No,
1: no, no, quite the opposite. Um, If they can open the door and see there's nothing worth having, they'll leave it alone. I don't (laughs) want them to have to smash the window (laughs) to find that out.
0: I see what you mean. That's like with churches when you tell them to, like, don't lock the church so yeah. they can, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. So that sounds like a nice time you're going to have yeah. abroad then. That should be so all right. you doing here?
1: anything exciting for half-term?
0: No, no, no. Just working away? Yeah, just working. I don't think I've got anything booked for half-term. Oh. I, I think the only thing I'm doing is taking my father-in-law to get his urinates done. That is it.
1: Well, as he sorted his wax out now?
0: Oh, don't, man. I can't talk about him on the podcast. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's sorted all that out. So yeah. it's just the, 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 the saga continues. Um, Yeah, so today, what we are on about? We're on about Joani Lumby. Yeah. And who's a, a martyr of the faith in uh, Uganda in 1977. And uh, what's the second bit we're on about?
1: Temptation and the temptations of Christ in the wilderness.
0: And then last off, we're off a decent programme, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Payback.
0: Payback. An
1: ITV drama that was my recommendation that you liked. Yeah. I, that might be the first one I've recommended you've liked.
0: No, I have liked some other ones you've recommended as well. I yeah. can't think of many. You but, should yeah. have admitted it before. No, 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 no. no. There are some other ones you've... I like Ozark. And, and so yeah. what
1: did you manage to achieve between recording sessions? What? Today. Today? You had some lunch. Yeah. And you watched... Half an episode of payback.
0: Well, that's why I was having my lunch, yeah.
1: Yeah, whereas I had to have a packet of paprika flavour Walker Max on the go, and my first Easter egg of the season.
0: <sighs> I was doing my. It was only a little one, but I, I one was thing. filling in my paperwork that needs to go off today for um, safeguarding training. Oh uh, right. So yeah, feel the pain. Five hundred yeah. words follow up. F- no, no, no. The one before you go and do it, like. Oh uh, right. Yeah feel the pain in it so it is important so i've got it done so um that's what we're on about today so hold on to your hats for the music right so this week's hero of the faith is um I was going to say Idi Amin then, but it's not, no, it's not, not, it's not, not, it's it's not, not it's no, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not, not Idi Amin. He is
1: not a hero he of the, the faith. faith.
0: No, definitely. It's uh, his nemesis, really. It's Giovanni uh, Lombi, who is the Archbishop of um, Uganda, while Idi Amin was the dictator of Uganda. So, Dave, do you know anything about Idi Amin?
1: Um, yeah, he was a dictator in Uganda. Yeah. But- and he was a very, he was a very naughty boy. He was. He was a, quite quite an evil man who, who relished his power, and and anybody who stood up to his power basically disappeared, or or was or died in an accident. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was. He was sort of removed. Um, so it, it's Wafta, Uganda. It's a,
1: it's a little bit like the current, you know, um, Putin's not responsible for the poisoning stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shouldn't laugh, really, but is that there was a wonderful um, front page of Private Eye where they had a picture of Putin, and they said, "I will do everything in my power to find the killers." Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, but he's much more brutal than Putin. Yeah, like Putin, sort of. Although he is brutal, he's not. Idi Amin was, um, inc- He was. He's. He's in the top ten, I think. Of yeah, but, tyrants and but,
1: things. But everybody knew that he was ruling with fear, didn't they? You know that that was that was his his gameplay.
0: Yeah. So Idi Amin came to power. He was in the British Army. He was trained by the British Army uh, while we were colonial power over there. And he came to power. He, he had a, in a coup in uh, I think it's 1971. Um, he kicked out the previous um, sort of democratic, well, the previous regime basically, and he yeah. came to power in a coup as he was the head of the army. And he just got drunk with power, really, and, and just went... He called himself the last king of Scotland. There's a brilliant film called The Last King of Scotland where he used to dress up in kilts and things like that, you know I mean? Uh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's full-on psycho, full-on kind of um, just... Well, just completely brutal. Anybody who um, opposed him, even the slightest, was sort of disappeared very quickly... And um, he's the guy who kicked out all the Asians out of Uganda. So yeah. when the economy went bad, he um, kicked out all the Asians uh, from Uganda. A lot of them came to the UK, which is why we had doctors when I was a kid in, in South Wales. Right, Marys. okay. So Idi Amin is, is not very really popular in Uganda, but, but we're quite thankful for doctors in South Wales. So we wouldn't have had any doctors if uh, Dr Imtiaz and Dr Shah didn't uh, come to Aberdeen. Um. So, he, So we did, you know, there's a huge refugee community from that. Yeah. Because uh, he blamed all the Asians uh, for all the problems in Uganda. We've always
1: got to have somebody else to blame, haven't we? Yeah, and yeah. They've, and they've always got to have different colour skin to us.
0: Well, not always, but mostly. Yeah, yeah they've mostly, got to be different. Yeah. Or at yeah. least
1: have a different religion or... Different culture, you know. Different class. There's always somebody else to
0: blame. Yeah, different, someone who's... um, We
1: can't be the makers of our own destruction.
0: It has to be somebody else's fault. Oh, yeah, you've got to have a scapegoat, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, look at Jesus. Yeah. You know, you've got to blame somebody, haven't you? So, um, Giovanni Lombi he um, opposed uh, Idi Amin, and as the violence began to escalate in the late 70s, because it kind of grew, grew fairly um gradually, uh he sent him a note saying um that he was gonna have a rally in opposition to him, wasn't he? Yeah. And then what happened then, Dave? Does he do uh He got arrested. Yeah.
1: With others. Lots of others actually, but lots of them gave false testimony. The court sort of has a bit of a biblical narrative about it, doesn't it really? Yeah. Uh, none of it quite standing up, but um but it didn't matter because um, according to Idi Amin and his foot soldiers, um, the car that was carrying them all was involved in an accident um, that same day. And um, and all of those three that were the, the lead instigators of this opposition rally were unfortunately killed in the accident.
0: Oh, that was that was very not convenient, was it yeah. at all? Like, yeah, yeah, and
1: and quite how the accident involved quite so many bullets being sprayed at them, um, is <laughs> still a mystery. But yeah. that happens, doesn't it? When you when you have a car accident, guns go off all over the place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because they they sent them home to be buried, didn't they? But the people in the village, they sent Juani Lombi home to his village. And they opened up his coffin and they found yeah, out... Yeah, but that it was... to, to
1: not have a public uprising, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you can't afford a public uprising because then you'd have to become a genocidal maniac to uh, maintain control.
0: Yeah. And it was actually... Um, he got kicked out in the end, not through public uprising, but he decided to start a war. I think it was with Tanzania, I mean. And uh, and then there was a coup against him and then he lived out his life in Saudi Arabia or all places. Oh, not Scotland? No, 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 okay. no. So I thought the reason I picked Johnny Lombies is, for the very reason you just said, is how his life uh, and his death mimics the life and death of Christ. Yeah. You know, with his false trial, false yeah. witnesses rise up against him, and then um, I don't think, though, that Pilate was a psychopath, though. I don't think he was a psycho like that. I think he was just indifferent. He just didn't care.
1: Pilate held a different sort of power that was um, easily taken away from him. Yeah. Um, whereas Idi Amin didn't. He saw himself as the ultimate power. Yeah. And didn't recognise the fact that that power could be taken away from him.
0: Yeah. Because he thought he was God and can control all of reality, yeah. isn't it? He had a god complex, a lot of African dictators had that, yeah. At the time, so, that didn't they? and
1: I think that's what makes them different. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, that the, Caesar had a god complex, really, didn't he? Some of the some yeah. of the emperors, yeah, had, yeah, absolutely, a, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You should worship nothing but Caesar, you know, it very much is a god complex, isn't it? We have no
0: king but Caesar, yeah, yeah, that's the thing,
1: and that was that was what was held. Over Pilate, wasn't it? Mm. By the by, the um, Sanhedrin authorities of well you've got to deal with him, because otherwise we're going to tell Caesar that you're allowing him to worship. Mm. You know that you're you're claiming that he's God and Caesar's not, so you'll be in trouble.
0: So he's more of a henchman, isn't he, um, Pilate, rather than actually uh, the emperor. So Idi Amin is more like the emperor, while. Um, is the henchman. Yeah. Is more like the, the henchman who pulled the trigger on Jesus on um uh Lumbee are more like Pilate. Yeah. 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 They just don't care. No. Yeah. So and he's commemorated, if you go to Westminster Abbey, there's statues of twentieth century martyrs up there, uh, on the entrance of Westminster Abbey, and he's one of them, so he's celebrated um around this sort of time of the year. Um throughout the Anglican communion, really. Because he stands up to oppression, and yeah, he...
1: well, he he calls out the injustice, irrespective yeah. of the personal cost. Yeah, like when you're when you're calling somebody out because people are disappearing and winding up dead in accidents. You've got to be half expecting that you're either going to disappear or wind up dead in a mysterious accident. So, he yeah. would have known what his likely fate was going to be, and in, in the same way that Jesus knew what his fate was going to be,
0: and it's to um, do the the truth, isn't it?
1: But you but you do it anyway.
0: Hmm. Well, there's that there's that wonderful bit in the Passion, John's Passion, where uh, Jesus says to Pilate. I'm here to testify to the truth. Yeah. And Pilate says, what is truth? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is Lumbi's actually there saying, this is what's happening. This is the truth. This is what you're doing. Um yeah. I'm going to call you out on it. And Idi Amin says, what is truth? I don't care. I'm just going to lie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Who cares? I'm in charge. I'll kill you. And if you do stand for the truth, then it's a risky business, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he certainly paid the price.
0: Mm. Just like Christ.
1: But you liked a different story on it, didn't you? What? Tell the people what, it is. <laughs> what you liked about
0: the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was a kid. I was a teenager, I think. And I had a book called... Um, 12 candles or five candles or something four candles no not four candles five it was i'll have to find it somewhere it's um a book with uh 20th century martyrs in it so it had dietrich bonhoeffer maximilian colbert Giovanni Lumby, um uh martin luther king and uh oscar romero i think as well right and in that book, it said that the rumor was that. Uh, you'll See, I always like the gore. I apologise. Is the rumor was that Idi Amin um, ate part of Giovanni um, Lombi, right, to celebrate his death, which I, I couldn't find online. We I mean, probably couldn't find in the Wikipedia or the other biographies of him. But um, no. I, I do, I do enjoy the bit of the gore,
1: bit of the old popular folklore. You well,
0: know, I, like uh, I don't know. Um, It'd be interesting is maybe um there's lots of stories like that about different about um the saints. I quite like the more yeah crazy ones. Um
1: you like the gruesome bits. Of, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah.
0: Like um St. Lawrence, you know the story of St. Lawrence? Ah, no. oh, St. Lawrence is brilliant. St. Lawrence was um a deacon in the church in Rome in the Donitian persecution. Yeah. So that's what, third, fourth century, something like that. Yeah. And the soldiers arrived in the church and they said, um, show us, give us the treasures of the church. So because he was the deacon, he was in charge of all the yeah. stuff in the church. So what he did was he sold all the silverware and all the stuff in the church and he filled the church with the lame and the sick and the homeless. So when the soldiers came back the following day to collect the treasures of the church, he pointed to the poor and said, these are the treasures of the church. Oh right, and that cool. Yeah, oh, that I love that. Cool, yeah. So when they when they caught St. Lawrence, then they took him off, right, and they, they um they burned him on a barbecue, right, on right. a griddle, right. So he's always holding a griddle. And do you know already said when he's on the barbecue, no, turn me over because I'm done on that side. <laughs> 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 I love that. I think St Lawrence's church in Chippin' Sodbury, on his day, they have a barbecue, they do. So they must know the story. I was just like, yeah, yeah." turn me over, I'm done on that side. So I do like the... I I like the gore, um, because I like gore. But also as well, I think it shows us in these stories the cost of faith, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think that's why I'm so opposed to this idea of safety. And that's why I keep on about Christianity is not safety is not a christian virtue yeah and i think we're constantly we're in our society we worship safety and i think if you worship safety uh and keeping yourself safe and be safe and all of that then you won't you you're opening yourself up to oppression
1: yeah i think yeah i i think that this illusion that nothing bad's going to ever happen to you and you won't suffer um, it is, is, is actually a damaging lie mm. um, that is anti-Christian but is propagated by far too many Christians but just you... because nothing bad's happened to them assumes that nothing bad and that if something yeah. bad does happen it's because you didn't have enough faith oh, that is so dangerous
0: yeah, yeah so yeah. wrong but that's the thing, is, is that idea that God is, is there to give us what we want and not put us in risk and danger is the opposite of the Bible and the opposite of, of, of yeah. the saints. Yeah. You know, falling in love with anybody is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Love and relationship are naturally dangerous. Um, does they have to be. And in a world without danger where there's just safety, you can't have love. And and in a world of safety, evil flourishes.
1: Love causes the most pain. Yeah. Love causes the most pain, without a doubt. Without a doubt.
0: But, but know, that's we talked si-
1: last week, didn't we? And the sword shall pierce your own heart.
0: Yeah, the other week, you yeah, know? a sword will pierce your own soul too, yeah. yeah. And that's and, the essence that's of love. The, yeah. And and Lumbee shows that love for his people and for God by taking that risk of calling out and speaking the truth when it was dangerous.
1: I Yeah, I'd say it's beyond dangerous. I'd say it's it's almost a certainty. Yeah. At that point, the the point that he made the statements and he made the claims publicly, and um, it wasn't a, a, a play for power. No. It was a play for truth. And he knew the cost of that truth was... Well, it it he was odds on favorite to to the same fate as those that were already disappearing or dying mysteriously
0: and he as knew well that was a real he did yeah, and as well, I think sometimes when we're faced with an evil like Idi Amin or that sort of thing is what we try and do any evil we try and play with it and negotiate with it and pretend it's not what it is, yeah, you know because it it invites us to say like oh, maybe it's not what it is. Maybe it's, oh, well, maybe they were guilty and maybe he's just trying to stand up. There's always a lie when you're in it where you justify yourself by saying, the reason I'm not standing up to this evil is because of these complicated reasons. And actually, no. And that's what what the real reason is, that we don't want to um, put ourselves in danger. And I think... um, remembering the martyrs as he gives so much hope to the people of Uganda as well and to all of us really, but in that time to the people of Uganda to show that at least one person wasn't going to bow to him. Yeah. At least, you know, at least one person was there saying no. And, um, I think that's why, that's how hope spreads, you know, that, that, um, within each of us is the ability to stand up for truth and I think once one or two people start doing it, it catches, which is why he was so brutal. Yeah. Because one or two people start saying no, uh, and start calling things out, then it spreads. And um I think that's It's interesting,
1: the thing. isn't it? When one or two are gathered in my name there I am in the midst of them. Yeah. Um, you know, gods. I mean, we can use that as a, an excuse for poor attendance at church and pretend it doesn't matter. Um, but actually it's a much more profound statement than that. It is a, a statement that, that really is calling us together to fight against the injustices of the world.
0: And I think in that sort of profound evil, which Idi Amin was in the face of that almost you know, incredible evil, God is still there and goodness can flourish yeah. even in the face of that. And I think that's one of the great stories of the church in the 20th century is in facing this, these incredible evils, they're always these people who are willing to uh, stand for truth. Yeah. And it amazes me that, um, even though the passion is 2000 years old, you know, the death of Jesus is that conversation that Jesus has with Pilate is the conversation between truth and power. And that's still relevant today. But if you do speak the truth and you do stand up for the truth, you ain't going to be safe. No. And um,
1: it's interesting because it? for us, it was about 10 minutes ago. I quoted to you Psalm 23, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy walk with me all, my, all the days of my life. Mm. Um, for our listeners, that's a week back. But, oh, yeah. Um, but it, that, that verse just springs to mind again. Because actually, y- you're doing something knowing that that statement is true. Mm. You would have been there knowing that goodness and mercy were on his side.
0: And that's the power that enabled him to do it. Yeah. And I think as well is what I have noticed in our own lives, in my own life and the life of the world around me, is that if you do cooperate with a lie in any way, um, something inside your soul dies. And I think if you go along with something yeah. you know is wrong Yeah. and you know is not true, something within you dies and I think that um living a life of truth does really set you free. Yeah. And I've experienced that in my own life and in both ways, you know. Um that the truth will set you free. And that freedom of being in that moment where he was shot in the mouth by Idi Amin. well they say it might have even been being Idi Amin who did it. Um you are free, which is really strange, but also to be in that prison of lies um, is you die in a different way. Yeah. I think Um, that's the thing. So hats off to uh, Giovanni Lumbian and for the way in which he stood up to that profound evil and I hope that's a bit inspiring for people uh, as something we can celebrate of the heroes of the faith that in the face of that evil, goodness can still exist. So, thanks for listening to those vicar blokes. I am. You always
1: do the first advert, and I always do the second. What do you want to do? The first one? No, then? It's too late now. You started it. Oh.
0: Right. I was in full flow then. I know. <laughs> right. Thanks for t- thanks for listening. Right. I will get the merch done, right? And I'll get it on it like Dave's dodgy TV choices except for payback or something like that, yeah. yeah? So I am getting the merch done, but don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about us all. Right, so it's running up to Lent now. So one of the first readings of the first Sunday of Lent is all Jesus. by the time this goes out, it will be Lent. It will be, yeah. It yeah, will yeah, be yeah. Lent, yeah. Yeah, it'll be the Sunday before the first Sunday of Lent.
1: Yeah, but the Friday after Ash Wednesday.
0: That's it, yeah. yeah. I think we've got it all worked out. Yeah, we have. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, So, but you're on your holidays while I'm this I'm on is- my holidays, yeah. I'm yeah.
1: in Torre Vieca, so Where's that? Spain. Oh, right. You, you, you land at Alicante Airport. Yeah. And instead what, you're
0: going on a plane
1: yeah, holiday? Instead of turning one way to go to Benidorm, you turn the other way to avoid Benidorm.
0: Sounds a bit chav to me, that. Yeah. All right, so we'll talk about that a bit when you get back. Anyway, so, yeah, so we're talking about temptation because it's the first Sunday of uh, Lent, Jesus' temptations in the wilderness. Do you remember the story?
1: Yeah. What happens? What? Well, so after 40 days, depends which count you read, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some say during the 40 days, and others say after the 40 days, when he was hungry and he was thirsty and he was at his lowest ebb, um, along comes the devil to give him various temptations. Yeah, that's and
0: right. Um, so I'm just shutting the door. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he gives it. So, so what type of temptations does he do? Um, he
1: does power. Yeah. Authority. That's the last one, isn't it? Yeah. What's the first one? Um,
0: the devil says to him, if you are the Son of God, then you can turn these stones into yeah, bread. Yeah,
1: into bread, yeah. And Jesus says, no nah, you're right,
0: thanks. He says, man does not live on bread alone, but if from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yeah. It is written, isn't it? And what's, he, what's the next one, depending on which one you do?
1: I can't remember. What's the next one? Um,
0: Jesus so takes. I can it? remember
1: the top of the temple one. one. There well, is one. What the it? second one.
0: Well, the second one's that takes him. Well, it depends. In Matthew's gospel, it's a different sequence to Luke. So in Luke, it's um, the top of the world is second, and then the temple's uh, last. Yeah. yeah, that's why you've got a bit confused. Yeah,
1: that's
0: what it is. Yeah. So to say about the top of the temple one.
1: Well, he he promises that that if he jumps that. a uh, uh, a legion of it. No, I don't know if he uses the religion. Angels will come and, and save him mm. because it is written that he wouldn't even dash his foot.
0: And then what does Jesus say? He says, Nah, you're right, thanks. <laughs> um, it's the gospel according to David. Nah, you're all right, thanks. He says, It is written, that you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a difficult one, that, isn't it? that, not its it? it it is I think that's um when i when I look at where I am today, that's the one that I've struggled most with. Why is that there? because I always question, Lord, if you want me to do this, then I need a better sign that I need you to do this and I need you to do that and and we can be tempted into getting into bargaining with God, and I think that's.
0: So do you ask that's for signs like for things?
1: Trust. I think I, <clears throat> I think I'm I'm beyond it, but I know that I have, and I think that's something that we can easily give into. Mind you, I think that the first temptation of turning stone into bread—that you know that—that's also one that we can all give into quite easily because in our hours of needs we become desperate and then it's easier to be more tempted um, yeah so it's, you know, if, so if you've got no money and you can't afford to buy a loaf of bread you're more tempted into doing the things you ought not to get it.
0: I don't think it's just about that. Though. No I don't think it's about
1: that but I think that's when I think I think the the significance of Jesus having been in the desert on his own for 40 days mm. is when he was when he's at his most vulnerable. And I think it's when we're at our most vulnerable that we're most likely to do the things we know we ought not to do.
0: So temptation comes... So that's the first part of the story, really. Temptation comes when we're vulnerable. Yeah. When we're not expecting it, because it's a trick, basically, yeah. isn't it? The first temptation of turning these stones into bread is that's a temptation for Jesus to use his power in order to serve his own interests, yeah, and to fulfill his material need, yeah, so do you think that's something that we do as as a society yeah? You'll we'll see a bit more of that
1: well, I, I think that we see a lot of people that um that are are only interested in serving their own needs and those of their immediate loved ones um and what's what Margaret Thatcher said there's it? not enough. <laughs> steady it is there's, that's there's, what she says. there's not enough compassion to be concerned for those that aren't ourselves and our immediate family and, and i think that is given into the temptation to to use things for our own means i mean we talked when we used to do the news section a lot how people were were um were basically feather in their own nests all the time
0: and that was the corruption of society is that we're
1: only looking to feather our own nests we looked at the post office scandal and Mm. actually that protectionism is only serving themselves Mm. and not showing concern for everybody
0: so it's that temptation to use our own power to serve ourselves yeah i think that's part of it i think there's I think it's not just about that though. I think it's, I think it's about seeing that alleviating material suffering will bring happiness. So we think, because we're told this, that the only reason people commit crime or the only reason people do bad things and the only reason that we're unhappy is because we don't have enough material stuff. That's what we believe from a society point of view. So if people lived in a better way, they wouldn't do the things they do, which is partly true to an extent. So it's actually saying that material things are more important than spiritual things. Because Jesus' report, uh, Jesus' comeback is, man does not live on bread alone. And what the big lie of the, Last couple of hundred years is that man does live on bread alone. That in what way?
1: If that's the last, if that's the big lie of the last couple of hundred years, yeah. In what way is that manifesting itself?
0: What in the world? Yeah. The twentieth century, all political policies, the Soviet Union, the whole basis of secularism is that man lives on bread alone.
1: It's materialism. Yeah,
0: so it's man lives on bread alone. So you don't need any spiritual things. They're bad. What you need to do is make sure people have enough to live on. They have an NHS, they have this, they have that. People have decent housing. People have all these different things. And then when you have that, then everybody will be happy. So the only reason people are unhappy and that we have things like criminality and destruction in our world is because people don't have enough. So when everybody has enough, then everything will be great.
1: Maybe yeah, you never get enough.
0: No, no, but that's, this is their big idea. That's, that's the premise of um, most social policy in Britain. Why do people commit crime? Because they're poor. Why are those problems existed? Because they're poor. If people weren't poor, then why are people unhappy? Because they're poor.
1: But that's pointing the finger at, at poor crime, isn't
0: it? Well, that's what happens, isn't it?
1: Most people, most most crime of the highest value is committed by people that aren't poor.
0: Exactly. Which is why the whole theory is nonsense. But that's the theory, is that if you do A-level sociology, right, that's basically what you learn. That the only reason that people are unhappy More is Poor be-
1: people are bad and rich people are good.
0: Basically, yeah. Because right, okay. yeah, because there's this one of the major theories.
1: Well, I'm glad I didn't do A level <coughs> sociology. I'm out of aneurysm.
0: Well, yeah, I used to I just helped with the with the revision and I was going berserk. Do you know what I mean? It was just But they don't realise they're saying that because what they're saying is is that what we need to do is look after the poor, look after people, and then when they have enough then they won't be misbehaving in the way that they do. So you don't do it in that they're bad people. What they do is they, they treat the poor like pets that if they cultivate them enough and make them a bit better then uh, and take away their poverty. So the only reason that people are unhappy is because they don't have enough stuff. If we have enough stuff, then we won't be unhappy. Well, That's the basis of most of the 20th century, you look at all the government, yeah. yeah? Because, man, and if you think about it, if that's the big lie in our society is get rid of faith and everything will be fine because all you need is stuff. I don't know Man, that there's
1: does, man, massive rhetoric that you keep talking about, get rid of faith and everything will be fine. I think there's much more of a rhetoric to keep faith to yourself and, well, that's the same and thing, you isn't mind it? your own business. Well, that's the
0: same thing, isn't it? Well, maybe. Get rid of the public expression of faith so we don't mind you believing crazy things. That's fine, as long as you just don't interfere with what we're actually doing. So as long as your faith is private and irrelevant and just to do with you, that's fine. But as soon as you start living by your faith publicly, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, because you might say something people don't like. Exactly.
0: Or you might do something or believe in something you don't like or ask awkward questions. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because they've got a different set. They worship a different God. Yeah. So I think that man does not live that temptation to believe that, well, we have it in the church, don't we? Why do we bother with all this worship stuff? We might as well just serve the poor.
2: Yeah.
0: Worship and God and all that is spiritual. is pointless, that is. What we need to do is... We need to get out there and serve people and look after people and be relevant and good and useful. I think I infects the church just as much as it infects the outside sometimes. Yeah, a bit I less think, now. Yeah,
1: but... to, to an extent, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah? Is that setting your heart in the right place, though, isn't it? and doing it for the right reasons? Again. Yeah.
0: Because it's failing to see the two go together.
1: But I mean, Jesus is the example of all the things that that we fail to do. Hmm. Given 40 days in the desert, I, I, I'd be having bread. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even a massive bread fan.
0: <laughs> You'd have something, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But it's to do with, you know, we all use our power for our own material gain. Yeah. But I think it's not just that. It's about devaluing spirituality and devaluing things that are immaterial. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like all the things we've just said. Yeah. Yeah. So what about um, the last, the second one, about you said about the temple. We skipped over that one, about uh, putting the Lord, your God, to your test. So you said you struggled with that one.
1: Yeah, I think because we're conditioned to always want to know the full answer to everything. And God doesn't always work like that. Or God doesn't often work like that would be more accurate. We're left with a lot of unanswered questions, and we're left with a lot of unresolved issues, and um, yeah, really, just a lot of stuff that we don't understand, that then leaves us wanting the the answers to those questions, and and either. Going to look for them ourselves in ways that are not with God's, that are sort of anti God in lots of ways, or we ask those questions of God and get really narky when He do not give us an answer.
0: Yeah. Wanting God to be the God we want Him to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why Judas killed Him, wasn't it? Or Judas betrayed him because he, he wasn't the god he wanted him to be. That's why the crowd got angry. Well he wasn't he wasn't the god they wanted. That's why the crowd were angry, yeah. And why Judas well partly why Judas betrayed him, isn't it? Because he wasn't the god he wanted him to be.
1: Yeah. See I mean if it, if if the narrative if the biblical narrative is right then Judas obviously gave into the temptation. Hmm. Um Although we regretted taking his
0: thirty pieces of silver. He went too far, didn't it? Yeah. So I think that's the thing with with that one is putting God to the test is 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 to make God do or be the God we want him to be or to do, isn't it? Yeah. To say, you know. Yeah, to to, Yeah, to, to say, well and you can understand it in a way, you know, if you're under pressure you say, well, God, why can't you do this for me? Yeah. I get that. So, it, But then I suppose you just end up being resentful then if he doesn't do yeah. what you want him to be. And that's the danger with it, is that you become resentful because God yeah. isn't the person you want it to be. What about the last one then? Because we've got.
1: Oh, we're looking over the world, aren't we? Yeah. And, and the devil's saying, all this can be yours.
0: But what has he got to do, Jesus? I can't remember. He looks over I should the w- world. He should have done your own work. Yeah, You're
1: too early to think about this. <laughs> this is a long way off yet.
0: He he looks over the world and he show he takes Jesus. I've got up to write him. the sermon on this while I'm on holiday. Yeah, right.
1: Doing it in advance. Yeah, yeah it is a bit. I've right. got to preach it three times on the down bank.
0: <laughs> it is dead easy. He takes him to the top of the mountain and he looks out to all the kingdoms of the world and he says. I will give you all of these kingdoms if you worship me. Oh,
1: yeah, of course it is.
0: And um, and Jesus says... No, no you're all right, thanks. No, you're all right. <laughs> the gospel going. No, you're all right, thanks, yeah. He says, no, because it is written that um, you should worship the Lord your God.
1: Yeah. But it's a bit of a neck, isn't it, of the devil, anyway, that. No. A bit of a what? A bit of a neck. A bit of a cheek. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. A bit of an how dare you. Right. Because it's not his to give away. No. Although he does have some power, some control and some influence over it, evidently.
0: Yeah. But he's just laying, isn't
1: he? No, he really does have power and control. No, and no, it no, but he he's laying. He can't give it to no, Jesus. No, he can't give it to Jesus. And he wouldn't no. give it to Jesus because he's not to be trusted. Yeah. Not Jesus. The devil. The,
0: yeah. The devil, yeah. Yeah. But it, it Somebody said the other day I was doing this with the pilgrim group, and they said about um, it's a bit like the garden in the in the garden of Eden, where the devil says to Eve, "Did God really say you were to?" Yeah. Uh? So it's, it's sort of yeah. like that. Sort of, did he really say that? But yeah. So what you said was the temptation, yeah, the power. Well, that's it? quite
1: interesting. Um, what was it we watched the other week? Um, with the sisters. Who couldn't tell lies? What was that called?
0: The sisters who couldn't tell lies. Yeah, I don't remember that.
1: Did we not watch that for the? Po- did I no. watch that without it being for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, did I watch waste some my telly. Time watching telly without it. Yeah, what well, so the I think. No, where they had the the. The world that was different, that you didn't like it. We watched Oh, it.
0: and the uh, thing, um, um, Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time, yeah, that was it. Yeah,
1: when we watched the Wheel of Time, this the, the kindred of the women couldn't tell lies. That's it, yeah. But the more it went because obviously I watched all of that, but you gave up early. Mm. Um, but that the, they become inventive on how they can tell the truth while they're telling a lie, so the words that they come out of their mouth are not untruthful but the intention of them is deceptive.
0: Sounds like Channel 4 um, News.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. It sounds
0: like all news to be Well first. yeah, it sounds like all news, yeah. 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 Is or um, sounds like all politicians. Yeah. Legally what they say yeah. is true. Yeah. But it's a lie. But actually it's it's
1: the, the the intent of it is to cause deception and dishonesty.
0: Yeah. So that is what the devil's doing. So now. yeah.
1: Absolutely. So it's
0: the temptation to power. So what what do you reckon that's about then?
1: Well, I think that's that's quite a big one for a lot of people, isn't it? That we want to be powerful, that we want to be recognised, that we Status. Yeah. Fame, fortune,
0: and status. Hmm. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about um some of the stuff like kids you' in school and stuff, yeah, like oh they you know, like, yeah right? about being successful,
1: yeah, yeah, what is success,
0: yeah, so they're told about having a successful life, and things like that, yeah, how you know, like to be successful, and I thought, that's rubbish, because like, if we measure success through power, then very few people are going to be successful. And successful people tend to be rather miserable as well, don't they?
1: Oh, I don't know necessarily. That's necessarily true.
0: Well, have you seen celebrities? They're all miserable.
1: Yeah, but are they successful?
0: Well, yeah, they've got loads of money. Well, it depends and stuff. on what
1: you measure it on. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but that's the type of success that we're pumping into ourselves. That's the image that we're saying. We say to each other, we say to people... Yeah, but
1: that's because they've realised the other bit, isn't it? What other that bit? That actually all of that materialism stuff is mm. is empty. Yeah. It's false. Yeah. You know, you can have all of these things and yeah, actually you're not an ounce happier than you were before. Yeah. And in fact, probably your freedom is curtailed. I mean, I wouldn't want to be famous. I wouldn't want to have to worry about leaving the house and people following me or, you know. Make well, you are a, a vicar. You are
0: kind of Z-list celebrity, are not well, you? You're A public figure, ain't you? A,
1: a public figure, yeah, but I wouldn't say a... a
0: Outside of Copa ETH, no one knows who you are, do they?
1: Well, um, barely. Yeah. Outside of Yate yeah, and Froomside, no, yeah. barely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, where, it depends where our international listeners are, doesn't
0: it? Really? Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think we're going to be famous from this. But I think it's sort of. But I suppose that's the temptation. The power is that. Well, I don't if,
1: think I'd want to do it if we were. No. That's the interesting, yeah, no. That's quite interesting. Isn't
0: it? No, I wouldn't want that. It would just be a nightmare. Yeah. It'd just be a whole nightmare. It would just be a big pile of hassle. Yeah. It would be a burden, not a. It would be I wouldn't like that. No.
1: Our our freedom to say what we want to say would be taken away because we'd have to conform.
0: Well, no we wouldn't because we could always be like Joanna e. Lumbee and just say what we wanted. Because we believed it to be true. Yeah, that's Yeah, I suppose. And then we'd get and then we'd get canned, wouldn't we? Yeah. Basically. We would. Yeah, because we'd be called horrible names and people wouldn't yeah. like it. Yeah. But uh, if we played the game, I suppose
1: and we'd just get our permission to officiate removed, wouldn't we, as opposed to... Uh,
0: Do you think that the church wouldn't like what we say, then, if I we told the truth? I
1: think... I think we, we've we not said anything that would get us into trouble to this point. No. Um, But we've not over-worried about what we've said. No. Whereas, potentially, if we thought that there was... Some level of corruption to be called out, particularly within the institution that we're both involved in, then, then we could find ourselves in a spot of bother.
0: Maybe, I think probably what would happen would be that um, the institution itself would be put under pressure by the media and by other forces. And then they'd throw us to the wolves.
1: Yeah, and luckily enough we're not famous enough to worry yeah, about Yeah, exactly. So we don't have to worry we about that. We might get a smack on the wrist from a bishop at some point, but Well, who cares? We'd probably be alright. Oh all I right. do. I like our bishops. Do you? So, yeah, just a bit of sucking up to make sure it's you who gets in trouble, not me that Fair way,
0: so. enough, and yeah, there we are then, yeah. So But um yeah, so the temptation to power is basically where we're offered something that's fake. It's about worshipping the wrong thing, isn't it? It, and I think that's the key thing is is always we've got to look not just yeah. at what Well, Jesus, it's idolatry,
1: isn't it? Yeah. But it's self-idolatry, I suppose. No, I
0: think, it's, I think it is. But I think that is what idolatry is, is making a God of ourselves. In essence, that's what the worship of the wrong God is. We either have Jesus or we worship something which is made up of ourselves. Yeah. And I think always there's going to be a bit of a imperfection. So... Part of what we worship will always be a bit of ourselves, you know, because that's just the nature of humanity in it. But I think that's the key in what thing. In way? Well, the Jesus that we have is not Jesus. It's something that that we partly created in our own imagination. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not perfect worship, is it? No. Do you see what I mean? So no, there's a little no, bit we of We do like...
1: try to make Jesus the Jesus that we want, don't we? Yeah in the same way that we try to make god the god we want exactly know,
0: so there's yeah, a little yeah, bit of enough. thing there but i think if we don't it goes back to you saying about the the god of safety you can see other gods which are worshipped in our world and they're worshiped because they bring people power yeah so the god of safety right brings the new priestly class like you know the scientists or the experts whoever they are it gives them power, doesn't it? Yeah. And it says to the rest of us, You can't have a thought, you can't do anything, you just need to shut up and listen and be told what to do by us because we know and you need to worship us because we will save you. Yeah. But that's just no different to um the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, where he made a temp um he made a statue of himself and said, Everyone's gotta worship me, and I'll look after you. Mm. It's the same thing, yeah. It is. Over and over and over. And that's just the latest, the first example I can think of, where you worship the wrong thing, and it drags you because you think that thing will give you power, and then it messes you up. You worship wealth yes. and like we were on about wealth and ambition and career and success. You worship that because you think it'll give you power, and then it just destroys you.
1: Yeah, but what's interesting about that is that the people who have it, even though you're right, they're generally desperately unhappy, mm. um, still give the impression to everybody else that they're better still.
0: Yeah. It's they, mad, they isn't perpetuate it?
1: perpetuate that lie and make people ambitious to be living that way. Yeah. S- setting people
0: up to be disappointed. Mm. Well, that's evil, isn't it? Is if evil's agenda, the devil's agenda is to destroy and death, isn't it? Yeah. So if he can, that's really the ultimate. It's just like um, uh, Idi Amin. He's a harbinger of death, isn't he? Yeah. He's not happy. It destroyed him as well and everything else. Mm. It's just the way that, but it, at the root of it is that temptation to be to say you must worship me and I'll you know he's, he's that you must worship me mm-hmm. and um as the last king of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's that's that one. So in a minute we'll talk about um oh payback. That's quite payback, good that yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to those Vicar blokes. We hope that we're entertaining and informative. Um,
0: well, I'm entertaining. I not know about you being informative. Uh, well, I'm, the, I'm the
1: entertaining one, and you're the more informative one, if i honest. Maybe. People don't find you funny. They don't find they? me hilarious.
0: Do they? Yeah. Who are these people? Oh, I don't know. They should put in the comments. If you think Dave's, like, really funny, put it in the comments. Like, we'll see how many we get. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, so- subscribe, share us with
0: your friends. And Dave, do your own work, is it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Dave, do your own work. That should be on the
0: merch. What? Dave, Dave do, do, do your, your own, own work. work. <laughs> right, and Dave, payback. Payback. Was, yeah? Yeah,
1: it was, was my choice. It was. I imposed it upon you because um, we've had a few listener requests of late for stuff to watch that various reviews from us yeah <laughs> um, um payback was was my payback on you i thought i'd make you watch i really uh, liked the it drama i know it's really good yeah. it's the
0: best drama i've seen for so ages I've converted you well you I've... have been
1: enlightened <laughs> and now you've decided that I, mainstream I...
0: tv crime dramas <laughs> are the way forward no maybe but um yeah, I quite liked it. I I I have to admit I quite liked it. Um yeah, it, it's quite exciting in in some ways and um yeah, it's basically a crime drama where uh this guy is stabbed in the first like 10 minutes of the yeah, he's a he's an accountant. It's a bit like Ozark.
1: Yeah, that yeah. was what I thought in that bit as well, yeah, cuz
0: he's it, a money launderer, isn't he? Yeah. And basically because he's dead um the the mafia guy is trying to get his money back because he was the only person who knew the account number and passcode to the, yeah. the to the money and he wants to buy this island in the in the Hebrides, right? Um to retire to or something. And it slowly transpires, doesn't it, that um this guy Jared, the accountant, yeah. has been living a double life, in it?
1: Yeah, so he's he's involved in some sort of relationship with the woman that's now employed as their au pair. That's it. Who the wife hasn't trusted right from the start. Yeah. But thinks it's because she's not looking after the kids properly, but there's probably some deeper sense of distrust going on in there already. Um, and, yeah, this guy's laundering money for these people. And I, I'm i not clear at the point that I'm at whether or not he, he was intending to steal that money or not. I suspect that he was and that there's somebody... Working alongside him, who's now got their hands on that cash.
0: Yeah, well, we're we're not there yet. No spoilers for that. We're not there yet.
1: And maybe I'm just going with the predictable, normal sort of storyline on these things, and it'll be interesting enough to unfold differently.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen a couple of episodes. I think it's the gangster's wife. I think she's behind it.
1: The gangster's
0: wife. I think it's the big gangster's wife. I think.
1: All oh, right, interesting. It'd be something like that because she don't want to retire to an island. Is yeah, it'd be yeah. something like
0: that, or it'll be the 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 mum, you know, Lexi, the main character. Yeah. Whether she's actually dodgy all along and she's oh, actually
1: it doesn't look like she. Is, does yeah,
0: it? well, we'll see. I reckon she it, might be.
1: She's playing the victim character pretty well. If she is,
0: yeah, she is. But you know, we'll just have to see. But I don't know. But I think this idea... I think
1: it's the the, the guy who runs the organised crime gang. Yeah. I reckon is this right-hand man. Oh, all right, yeah. Going to end up double-crossing him.
0: Could be. Oh, his son. It could be his son. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be his son. We'll have to wait and see. But it is quite exciting, and it's quite a... It's, it's sort of complex, but easy to follow, so it's yeah. not like some of them are so... It's like that. What was that one now? Line of Duty They I used to do my head in. I yeah, think. I like Line of Duty. Oh, yeah. he was like, oh, and he's double crossed him. Oh, and it's he's double crossed him. And oh, it's just like, oh, really? You know, it just got too complicated. I just didn't care in the end.
1: No, well, not enough cartoon in it for you, no?
0: Not enough cartoon. But anyway, I thought what would be interesting to think about from a Christian perspective on the, on the telly is the way he lives a double life. Yeah. And all the lies that are behind it. And. Do you think that's possible? Because I, I have come across people who've had double lives. You know, they've got like a whole other family, and have we come across that?
1: No, no, I've never, I've never actually seen it in reality. That's I, as far as I was concerned, that was something that was only on ITV.
0: Oh, I've come across it in a couple of funerals where someone's turned up to a funeral, and it turned out that. This person had a whole other family that that they didn't... That was quite a complicated (laughs) one, that was was a bit like...
1: I'm sure it was on the BBC, but last year or the year before, there was a drama where this girl discovered that she's got a sister who's got the same name.
0: Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, that's it, Yeah. But it was a bit like that. So do you think, though, that it's possible to lie to that extent? Uh, what that would do to you, to lie to that extent, to hold, to hold all those secrets from the person you love?
1: Well, I, I just I, I just can't imagine it as really being possible to do it. I mean, it, I wouldn't have the ability, I don't think, to to sort of maintain all of that.
0: I couldn't be bothered.
1: No, it's so much effort, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But, um... It's, how do they have the time?
1: Like you'd be worried what you might be saying in your sleep and all sorts, wouldn't you? Yeah. And how do you actually sleep at night, but still?
0: Well, you wouldn't have time because you'd have to keep two people happy and all these other things going on. It just, well, it
1: depends doesn't it, really. Well, yeah,
0: I suppose. But it just seems to me like a lot of effort and sort of... It just sounds like a big head full, really, doesn't it? It does. To have all them secrets. It does. I'd just be exhausting.
1: And they just, like, eat away at you, don't they, secrets? Yeah. You must be in some sort of state of perpetual guilt. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. That would be awful.
0: But I did enjoy it. I think, um, yeah, I think it's definitely worth the watch's payback. Um, it's a bit convoluted and stuff at points, but I did... I, it is possible well, you are Two Dave.
1: episodes in out of six. Three. Three episodes in yeah, out of six. Yeah, three, three, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah you, you Well two doing... and a bit. I was watching while I was having my lunch. I was watching it while I was uh, having my right, lunch, okay. like you know. So I thought that would be alright, you know. But yeah, so it's been good because D's been out to do um do an assembly, innit? So yeah. there we are. Right. Okay, so when Dave's back off his holidays, we'll do another couple of uh, episodes. Then we'll be looking at a few more heroes of the faith. Yeah. So we've we got we've got next we've got um, Bishop Wilberforce. That's someone for you to look up, Dave. Right. Billy. No, Bishop Wilberforce. Right. Not, All right. Not William. Not William Wilberforce.
1: But
0: he was a bishop. He was will William Wilberforce's son. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Bishop Wilberforce and the Great Debate. I've mentioned it before. You have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he's quite good, um, and we'll be going through our length course. So we'll be talking about palms. Well, we're talking about the importance of story. Yeah. In it for that one. So that'll be good. Cool.
1: And what are we watching on the telly? Because it's your turn to choose. Oh, yeah. I've had no suggestions from the public, unfortunately.
0: Oh, right. Okay. um, Send us your suggestions, because your suggestions are actually better than our picks.
1: Yeah, well, because we're stuck in the ruts of what we watch.
0: Well, maybe, yeah. Let me have a think.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I now on the final series of the marvellous mrs mason and that was the that story. was really
0: good that is so i'm
1: five series deep now 5 I mean, i've even, only
0: done the first two it's even
1: it's even better the further you go the better it gets it is
0: really it's funny, really funny that is yeah okay let me have a think right uh we can watch a documentary
1: a documentary
0: yeah is it's 40 years uh since the miners strike and channel 4 apparently have put out a documentary oh, about I saw it. that advertised yeah so I don't know whether it's worth watching that. or not but that might be quite interesting right. for me anyway um I don't know if there's any um any bits from uh when I was a kid and they they might show bits from uh Aberdeer sort of thing or from round that way so we'll have a look to see uh, but that's worth might be worth right, watching okay. yeah yeah I will so the a look at that. um and uh, I, I sent you that YouTube clip of uh, of the scab. I'll have to send that to you. No, I've seen that. Oh, is there was one person in our whole valley who went to work right, and he lived two streets away from me. Oh right, and he was known as the scab, right? And there's footage on YouTube of like an old ITV news sort of thing, yeah, where uh, his wife always took him to work in the car. So she pulls into the uh furnaceite plant in Abercrombie, like like that. And uh there's this immortal line from the news of and then the women attacked and the car is like consumed uh, right. by all these women Welsh women who go berserk on the car. So I might find that for you and send it to you. Yeah, that'd be good. But then the women attacked. Yeah. Um so we'll see you in uh a, a week, innit? Yeah. When day's back.